Welcome to the War is Everything podcast, where we share scripture, discuss the Christian metal scene and music, and help promote lesser-known bands. I'm Zachariah. And I'm Hunter. And we are your hosts. Today's scripture comes from 1 Corinthians, and it's uh, chapter 10, verses 6 through 13, and it says, Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. All right, welcome back. And Zachariah's already got something. This is nice. He doesn't usually talk, so (laughs) I'm going to let him do it. So before we get into the the episode for today, um, first thing I want to bring up is our uh, our supporters. So we've got some Ooh. new supporters for the podcast. Um, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll. We don't have anybody's names. It's just all you know. Yep. Whatever username they gave us. So the only person we have is the username Heavy Metal Prophet. Uh, yep. He's on Instagram. Go check him out. He shares a lot of Christian metal. Great dude. Yep. And then um, we have another one that just is under DL which they were our first supporter. Uh, so thank you very much for that. And then I'm going to go ahead and guess it's the same person just because these two supporters showed up at the same time mm-hmm. and they used both of our initials yeah. for the support. <laughs> so someone is supporting us under the initials ZT and HC. So if that's the same person, thank you very much. If it's two separate people that had the same idea at the same time, yeah. That's great too, but thank you to all our supporters. Um, this, yeah, all the money goes to help support this podcast and other artists like our guests today, who we will introduce in just a minute. But then also, um, anyone who's regularly lis- regularly listened to the podcast uh, knows that as part of our uh, fundraising drive to raise funds for this album, uh, we are doing a raffle. Um, to the winner of this raffle will get to be featured on an episode of the podcast and get a signed blue fire horizon t-shirt and a return to sender t-shirt if chris gets it to me yeah (laughs) Yeah. we gotta bother chris about that um so the way that worked was anyone that donated to our gofundme to help raise funds for the album every five dollars donated got you one entry into the raffle so that we are going to spin the wheel on that raffle and pick a winner at the end of the episode. We also, while I'm doing that, uh, two months ago, I posted on our Facebook page for the two-year anniversary of our first release, which was The War Is Everything, which this podcast is named after. And it was just something simple like, you know, like and share this post and stream the song and you get entered into a raffle. I don't know. Maybe nobody saw it because only two people actually yeah. followed through and you did that. You say it's so. simple, but nobody did it. Yeah, right? <laughs> so. So, um, and the winner of that gets a, a coupon for our website to for $20 to get that the T-shirt with the original The War Is Everything mm-hmm. 
artwork on it. So we'll we'll do both of those uh, drawings at the end of the episode. But I just wanted to bring that up. Is it just the the artwork, or does it have our original logo as well? It does not have our original logo, and okay. I think the okay. um we scrubbed that clean because that was uh our original guitarist did that using a copyrighted font. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so <laughs> yeah, that's been scrubbed clean because that's I don't think he was supposed to use that. So anyway, now that all that's out of the way, um, exciting. We have. Uh, two guests on today from different bands, actually. The first time we've had guests on together from two different bands, mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that, is because tomorrow, which today is Thursday, we record on Thursdays, tomorrow is Friday the 11th. So tomorrow, when this drops, it'll be the same right, day. Today, yes. slash tomorrow. Yeah. Um, above, it's Above Temptation, right? That's, yep. that's yeah. Um, I blanked for a second. <laughs> the song Above Temptation by... Hard Look and Jared Esposito will be dropping. So we managed to get both of them on the podcast today. So uh, welcome, guys. Hey. What's up? And Thanks Chris, for fun. Chris, outside of uh, Keebler, who has yes. become like a third host of the podcast yep. in the last like two months. Chris has been on the most outside of Keebler. So yeah, uh, welcome is, back for the third yeah, time. Yeah, third time for Chris and second time <laughs> for Jared. Man, it's... Yeah. It's like we like these guys or something. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, good to be back. <laughs> yeah. I like these things, podcasts. It's like you're actually like the only uh, podcast I've ever been on, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I've been on one other. That was it. Yeah. Uh, that feels like a, a slap in the face to you. I, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty sad if we're the only one. I, that. <laughs> I'm a noob. So. But it's all, all right. good. So... You guys worked together on another Hard Look song, which was Hard to Love, but that was a Hard Look song featuring Jared. So why don't you just kind of walk through the the differences in how things went this time versus a Hard Look song that had Jared on it? Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, fir- the first one had had Jared on it, and then this one, we, we decided to, to work together on, on something that was a, a collaborative effort because Hard to Love was mostly just I wrote it and I needed his vocals for it, and um, he was gracious enough to lend, lend them to that song. Um, but this, I would like, I wanted both of us to, because I we, we, we each do the, the instruments and vocals and everything ourselves, so I wanted to feature a little bit of everything and collaborate together that way, so... Um, on this particular song, we we he, uh, we both wrote some guitars. I wrote the bass lines. We both wrote some drums. Um, I did the samples for it. He mixed and mastered it. Um, we both sang on it, did vocals. So it was like a fully collaborative effort. And um, that's what makes this one so much different than Hard to Love. Right. Yeah, it was, a, it was pretty fun uh, compared to what, you know, because he did basically all the work to the old one. And so, I, like you said, I just only laid down a little bit of vocal action on that track. But this song, uh, yeah, he uh, hit me up and was like, dude, we got to do another one. And so he came up with like a, you know, idea, I think probably like a minute uh, sample or something. And then uh, I just kind of threw the, threw the rhythm guitars in there and put the put the structure mainly put the structure together and then made it into a complete song. And then we kind of just chiseled it out. However, uh, and then, uh, he added his, 
lead guitars to it, and then yeah, it was just it was a really really good, easy, uh, easy going process too. So yeah. what's the what what's the timeline look like from start to finish on this one? How long ago did uh, did you, Chris, or you know Jared? How long did Chris uh, bring that to you? Uh, it it really wasn't even that long. I mean, maybe like a month out of all time, Chris. Maybe a little longer. Uh, I think you know we really actually took our time. We didn't really try to you know pump it out or anything. We uh, we sat on it for a little bit. So, uh, but it still came out pretty uh relatively quick i think so i don't know i mean chris pumps out an entire album in a month so (laughs) yeah (laughs) right that's the thing i mean i mean i'm working on the new album right now and then i i just this this piece of it like wasn't this this was during the writing process i'm like this just isn't going to go on this album it's like but i really want to do this there's something about where this song's going and it's just it's going to be super melodic it's not going to fit and i was like man i'm thinking melodic and i'm thinking jared again so so i brought it to him and then i was like uh i was like yeah it's just going to be chill just take your time with it do whatever you want to do to it no rush let's just have fun with it and that was the attitude going in and even though we kept it chill and did sit on it for a little bit it still didn't really take that much that much time See, I'm I'm not a doctor, and I would you know ask you, have you considered medication? But the thing is, it's not that you even like, it's not that you start it and then stop everything. You actually just like, like, hey, what about these six projects? And then by the next Friday, it's like five of them are done. So uh, what the hell? <laughs> who does that? <laughs> it's like burning. Nice flow of inspiration, man. So like when you get that, dude, and. It's amazing when you're able to just like get a bunch of ideas out and like they all actually sound how you wanted them to sound. And yeah. Except he's been doing that for two and a half years and we're yeah. over here not even able to do it for five minutes straight. That's the problem. <laughs> See, the thing is too, at, Hunter can vouch for me is if I write a song, usually when I write a song because I'm not nearly the musician that uh, Hunter is or even good enough musician to form a decent musical concept for a song. That's the first nice thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) It's not a huge compliment for you to say that you're a better musician than I am. You didn't say that much better. It's just better. Um, So I usually write lyrics first. And, you know, generally it's not, oh, I have an idea for this song and I start building it. It's, I have an idea for this song. Eight minutes later, here's my full song. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't send Hunter like partial ideas. It's here. I wrote this song. Pretty much. You know, five minutes. Yeah. yeah. There's that. So yeah. yeah, I and then I'll go. You know, three weeks and do absolutely nothing creative in those three weeks. Yes. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> so and people wonder why the new Blue Fire Horizon album is taking so long. Yeah. <laughs> It's that stupid vocalist. How, how are y'all doing, by the way? Anyways. So, um, lyrics are 100% done. Everything, All the lyrics, all song ideas, there are. There will be 12 songs on it, although Graveyard of Hope and Where Agony Ends, which are already released, we're doing a little extra work on. Um, we're recording good. some live drums for it because we have the capability yeah. of recording live drums now. You know, um, I might go back and touch up some vocal parts and stuff that I wasn't 100% satisfied with. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. So so those will, will be on it. Um, They fit the... It's not exactly a concept album, but mm, sort of a concept album. Generally, yeah. Um, so And they fit in with 
the idea of the album, so we wanted to put include them on there. And then yeah. musically, um, I think like ten of the twelve songs are, as far as guitars and everything, yeah. are done um, right now. It, it's it sucks. Our drummer works a ton of hours, yeah. um, so like we're we're waiting on him to learn all the drum parts and everything and i don't mean that on like oh come on man pick up the pace hurry up it's uh you have have very limited time you know so he he's working on it as best he can to learn these songs but he's also very much a perfectionist when it comes to that so like things take him a little bit longer anyway again not in a bad way because they're perfect when he gets done with it Mm -hmm. but you know so it is what it is you work with what you got and you know time constraints yeah, it's better to be uh, just patient with it, anyways, and just let it naturally, you know, work itself yeah. out instead of trying to rush it out, anyways. So, yeah. And, and for us on our side, not not to minimize what you guys do in any any means, uh, a lot of what we write, we write with the intention of uh, it being live performance based as well. Yeah. Because we actually play a, not a lot of shows, but we we <laughs> plan we plan for the festivals like. and stuff like that, and we know yeah. that we're going to end up being brought in, and that they're expecting new material. Yeah, so yeah. y'all are an actual band, so it makes sense. <laughs> an actual, <laughs> I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> you know, I'm just like my whole thing is just like I like love to play music. I played in a band, you know, before, as you guys know, but uh, mm-hmm. I just uh, I'm like like Chris. I just like to pump out ideas, man, because I'm just like a kid in his room, you know what I mean? Like working on just musical ideas and just like having fun doing it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this album there. It was weird. It felt like there was something that was missing to it. Like I liked all 11 songs we had, but like it felt like it just wasn't, and we were done. Like we were done with it and we were going to do 11 songs. And then I was at work and just, inspiration just hit and i wrote a song and i sent it to hunter i'm like dude this is the last song in the album this ties it together 100 it hits exactly where we want this album to hit and he's like yeah man that's perfect that's mm-hmm. the perfect ending to this album so like i love all 12 but, songs and i'm so glad that the inspiration for that last one hit <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah so speaking of albums since Chris does like a thousand things, when does the uh, the official Hard Look Jared Esposito combination full album drop? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, well, we haven't really even uh, gotten to that point, or uh, to be honest, haven't really discussed writing a full entire album or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like we're we're always like, I mean. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe we'll put if we write some more songs, we'll put uh, put some put them all together, all the ones that we've written together, and make them into like a compilation, uh, like EP type thing. That way we yeah. can you know, stream it like that. Like I we did that with uh, Whom I Serves uh, first few singles. I think we just put them into you know a collections album so people could stream them. We might do something like that in the future, but who knows? I don't know. Like you know. It, it's just all about time and uh, how the process works. And if it, if something can come out of it, then, you know, God willing, you know, you know what it is. Sure. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be afraid about something like that for sure. Mm-hmm. So 
we got to hear this song, obviously. Um, well, maybe not obviously to anyone listening, but we got to hear it today, which is a day before it releases because we're playing it at the end of the episode as usual. Um, and I, I I like hard look stuff in general. Like I like chuggy, which it's very chuggy and rhythmically based, not necessarily like melodic riff based stuff, right. which again, most of the stuff I listen to is like the heavy chuggy stuff, like impending doom and you know, right. bands like that. But there was something about it. The, the very Jared esque guitar riff with Chris's vocals that just, I loved it. Honestly, thanks. you know, I, I want more of that. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks, thanks man. <laughs> yeah. First we feedback back on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what, that's what we, uh, like we're totally different styles. I mean, like, you know, Chris is, uh, uh, you know, deathcore and I'm like hard rock metal or whatever, but you know, he's also metal too. And then all the other little like influences that we have and stuff. And then like, we just, uh, since we're, we both are able to just write and just do something and we can, we can work well together doing that. We're just like, you know, like why not just try to blend our sound and make some type of fuse, you know what I mean? And just see what we can come up with. And so that's pretty much what this song is. So, also, are my ears correct that both of you are singing in the chorus? Yes. And that's the first time I think I've ever heard you sing anything. Sounds good, right? Sing. <laughs> yeah, like, that's. Yeah, that for me, that's definitely the first. I mean, there's I did some stuff with clean vocals on some hard look stuff, but it's really just kind of like a low thing, and it wasn't like really trying to sing. Whereas this was like a full melodic singing thing, and. Uh, you know, uh, Jared's got the lead on it, and then I've got the the, the harmony behind it, the little lower harmony, and then yeah. it kind of catches up and goes a little higher pitch. That's also me, and then uh, it just the harmony worked together, and so we decided to keep the cleans as well as the uh, the the harsh vocals as well. Yeah, yeah it, def- want- it definitely worked. For this yeah. song, I wanted to like do that with Chris because I knew like I knew he could uh, sing a little bit at, in some way. And I was like, dude, we should like try to catch your uh, your cleans on this somehow to like branch out and be like a little bit, you know, do something different com- uh, from what you're normally used to. And it ended up working out really well, dude. I, I like the sound of the blend and everything. So you got to cool. be careful though, because this is how like heavy deathcore bands start that slippery slope of becoming <laughs> like this is this is the start of the Bring Me the Horizon sound, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh oh no. Ten years from now, Chris is gonna do like one scream in a song, and people are like, "He's still deathcore." <laughs> yeah. Don't let me look back on this yeah. and then laugh that oh, oh, this was never gonna happen, and then yeah. it happens, right? <laughs> it's gonna be the the whole Demon Hunter where they released the the two albums side by side. Was it War and War Peace? And, yeah. War and Peace, yeah. So you're gonna release a, a War and Peace esque kind of oh no. Album. <laughs> If anyone was going to release guard. two albums at the same time, it would though, be Chris. I would be yeah, Chris. That's true. Got to do something with all these ideas. There, there's going to be that's fewer funny. songs on this next one because there's two of them, and then they each have eleven. Like, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. No, this, so this song, honestly, the the things that I noted from it was it sounds like Breaking Benjamin if Breaking Benjamin was Christian, mm. real metal. 
and had some actual decent musicians in it. So those were my my three things. This <laughs> is coming from a guy who grew up and I know. loving Breaking Benjamin. I, I love Breaking Benjamin, but the thing yeah. is, like, if I can find a substitute for that band, I'm definitely going to. <laughs> hey, dude, no, I feel the same way though about that because I like obviously, as you can tell, like my a big influence of my sound is from that band. Um, mm-hmm. But that's basically what I try to do from because you know, I mean, they got a cool sound when you over when you look at it overall. But it's like with all the things that it's missing that you wish it was there. That's kind of like what I'm trying to do yeah. portray with my sound, you know. So it's like, yeah, I'm glad it's you, working. It's working. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Keep it up, man. Like, yeah, thank you, thank you for sure. So, uh, Jared, what are you? Uh, any projects you're currently working on right now? Actually, yes. Uh, I'd love to tell y'all about. <laughs> um, so. I, or, so you're talking about uh, just in general anything or my specific personal anything, soul? Anything that you have your hand in. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm doing, as you might know, we I'm producing the next EP for Whom I Serve. And uh, currently, you know, I'm always working on little stuff just on the side for, you know, just for fun and just practice and stuff like that for uh, my, you know, my solo stuff or um but with whom i serve we have a new ep coming out soon it will be uh around the summer sometime if not a little bit before somewhere around then uh uh, the beginning or the mid um and this ep is going to have six songs on it and it is pretty neat so far i'm like really liking it um a little bit it's a little bit, uh, you can tell it's a little bit progressed. Uh, the sound is progressing a little bit more and getting a little bit tighter. And, uh, what I'm trying to do or what's trying to become of whom I serve, I suppose. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I'm having a good time doing it. Everything's written fully written and, uh, uh, musically, I still have some uh, lyrics to work on for that. And then, um, I have recorded, two of the tracks so still waiting on some drums myself for that one and then yep that's pretty much it is aaron still drumming for whom i serve stuff yep. he sure is so he'll be on spring break this week and he's going to be finishing up the drums to all that so awesome shout outs to aaron mm-hmm. the, aaron the original the <laughs> 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 nice the running joke keeps running i love it you got to do it. I mean, nobody else gets it, but we do. So. Well, we we definitely get it. When you get it, you get it. it. It's funny. You know, I see memes all the time, like, you know, how there's like you go to any local metal show and there'll be four bands and they all have the same drummer, you know, because there's only one good drummer in any given area. Aaron is like the he's national that, level equivalent of that. It's like he's the drummer that plays for everyone all over yeah. the place. That's hilarious. <laughs> like I'm already in four bands. Well, now you're in five. Yep. Yeah. I, I actually remember there's a, a guy here in our area that uh, if you listen to our song Made to Suffer, he's actually he actually did vocals on it, even though he's a drummer by trade and doesn't really do vocals in any of the bands he's in. He just likes doing the, the what he calls the growly boys. <laughs> but... Uh, I remember him complaining that he was there was a show that the bands A Millennial, Shield of Survivors, and Xenoblood were all playing the same night. 
which they're all just local acts around here. He's the drummer for all three of them. So he was literally up on stage drumming for like three and a half hours that night. Wow. And they're all That's they're all crazy. metal bands. So like it's yeah. not like, you know, Man. if I, I, I played on the worship team at my church, I could sit and play for three and a half hours on the worship right, team at my church. I could not play. Much. Oh gosh, man. Yeah, I could not do that. Yeah, playing shows at a uh, at a uh, bar um, environment compared to playing like you know like a church setting is a, definitely a different vibe. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he was complaining the next two days on Facebook about how much his legs hurt. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of double kick there. But yeah. Speaking of Aaron, hey Chris, when is he going to start covering some uh, hard look stuff so that way you can get your drummer? <laughs> Oh, I know, right? That'd be a blessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be I cool. mean, actually, Jared's like one of the only guys in this connection of people that isn't in that general area because Aaron's in Oklahoma, and then the rest of you guys, Moth Alter and Hard Look, are all in, in Texas. Texas. So, like, <laughs> somebody's got to make something happen. Yeah, right. right. And then we're we're way up here 20 hours away. <laughs> yeah, I'm way down here. Yeah, here we all are right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so many miles but yet really just one click away yeah right. you just gotta work with what you got yeah. yeah how is the weather where y'all are at by the cold. way real quick very still, cold still cold yeah Dang. in the last week it went from 60 50, degrees 50 or 60 yeah. yeah like mid 50s almost 60 degrees <laughs> to three inches of snow ah, overnight to 50 degrees again yeah to seven degrees today yeah well, Dang, bro. Yeah. So in like a week. Yeah. Sorry for you guys, man. I I had full on sunny sky blue or yeah. Jeez. No clouds in the sky at all. And it was just like, you know, it's Florida weather, but it'll like, no, the thing is for here, it rains. It'll be like pouring down rain in here. And then all of a sudden you'll turn around and it's like blue sky. Like it hadn't even rained. And it's just like, okay. And it's kind of like how y'all feel like being up north. It's like cold, super cold. It's just like always sunny here, man. But hey, it's Florida, so. I spent a week in Florida in Fort Lauderdale in my senior year of high school. And I remember being at the hotel and swimming and it would start raining and we'd be like, all right, time to pack it up. And then we'd go back inside. But like other people would just stand around and wait for the rain to stop. Yeah, because you're like, yeah. Hey, it's gonna That's, stop in ten minutes yeah, anyway. Give it ten so. minutes, you're done. Yeah, how it is, dude. Yeah, it's exactly how it is. My favorite part of being in Florida was uh, we went to. <clears throat> oh shoot! It's not Disney. It's the other one. Uh, I can't. Even Orlando. Is, it in, is that the one in Orlando? It was. It's in Orlando. It's uh. It's not the Disney one though. That's I can't top- remember what. No, it's it's one of the other amusement parks. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. so we're we're there, and you know, Florida, it's Florida, so rain, and uh, like all the tourists scatter. Like these guys obviously have no idea what they're doing. But yeah. my mom had gone to Florida many times as a kid with her parents, so she's like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna stand and wait." And of course, ten minutes later, rain's gone, and we're on the rides. The first people oh, over things. Yeah. So oh, Universal, right? Yeah, you're universal. That's what it was. That's okay. It's, that's it's right. been so long since I was there, but yeah, that was that my was, one memory. That was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> so I I didn't want to avoid it necessarily, but I know as soon as we start talking about it, it's going to be the thing that uh, really makes the next half an hour to three hours of conversation. But uh, <laughs> let, 
Let's talk about the lyrics. Of, okay, so uh, of as song. soon as you say that, Jared jumps up and runs yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he knows. He's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> so for the lyrics, why don't you guys like give us what what are your favorite parts? You know, what's the inspiration behind it? Like what what the topic really came to be from if there was an you know an event or what other thing. Yeah, like so the, the the music came first, and usually what I do is I you know I listen to to where the song is going, what it, what what it brings to mind, and for this one I was um, I was trying to think of like a, a topic for it, and I was listening to it, and I was like, you know what, there is a a, a big issue with a lot of people from all over, many backgrounds, and it's just affecting so many people, and it's porn addiction. And I was like, I was like, man, porn addiction is, is really serious. And it's something that doesn't seem to be talked about a whole lot because it's so uncomfortable. And I was like, man, well, but that's, that's so hard look to like, to take something and, and make someone take a hard look at it and, and to, and to actually force the uncomfortable conversation and stuff. And, uh, I wanted to go there with it. So, um, I was like, I'm going to tell this story and it's going to tell the story of overcoming a porn addiction, um, with uh through faith and it wasn't going to just be a story of like a guy it's my story but it's not only my story it's a ton of people's story it's probably all of our story to some extent it's it's very relatable mm. um but it was it it basically it it's basically you know like in the current context it's so easy to hide because of the internet it's not like getting your hands on pornography in the past where you'd have to go through the uncomfortable situation of like going to a, a store and having to face somebody look them in the eyes put it on the counter and say i would like to buy this please right. and you know that that alone like probably cut down on like um young people consuming porn but like with the internet and it's just free and there's like no controls on it i mean everyone's looking at porn and it's 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 um it's really really bad and if you if you look into like studies about it, this is something i've done and i encourage other people to do is to actually look at like scientific studies of porn addiction and how it affects your brain and stuff and it's actually really really bad and it's so bad that it should be talked about but no one's really addressing it in any real way um some bands are and stuff and and that's cool and my hat's off to them and to anyone else that really does it but um yeah i just i just wanted to go there through this one and um i'll let i'll let um I'll let Jared give his two cents on it too, since he helped. He also helped write the lyrics. So, well, yeah. really quick. So, two, uh, sure. You one, you said you know nobody really talks about it, which is true. It doesn't get talked about enough. But this is the same topic as our last podcast episode. <laughs> oh, what? Nice. I didn't yeah. hear that one yet. Awesome. I'm gonna have to check that one out after it, this. Though. That was last week's, right? With Kubler. Yeah, we were talking about. Well, mainly identity was the thing, but uh, we definitely ended it up came bringing up it up quite a bit. Yeah. In that. Awesome. So. And awesome. two, uh, wait until uh, disease drops, and it will get discussed yep. more. So. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Yeah. So Jared, go ahead and talk about yeah, your uh, perspective on this song. Yeah, I just. I mean, I kind of just like. Uh, added you know my own words into uh, made it made it into the chorus and uh it's pretty much just right along with what chris is saying and um it's a it's a real thing you know it's like a it's a thing that a lot of you know most everybody has probably experienced at some point in their life but um you know it's a, it's about uh hey hold on one second somebody's trying to come in my door busy but um, yeah. So 
it's like an encouragement to people to, uh, you know, kind of try to know, or I'm, I'm having somebody knock on my door right now. I'm trying not to focus on it, but, uh, it's supposed to be an encouragement to people that are struggling with this and to, um, help them understand that first off, they don't need to be condemned or uh, feel the condemnation of the devil, the enemy from, you know, from the sin of this, because Christ has, you know, made us free from that because of our faith in him and his blood. And so it's like, you know, when you're, you're fighting any kind of addiction, you just, you have to cling to the Lord and what he's done for you. It's the point. Cause you know, you are sick, right? You're the one with the sin. Mm-hmm. So it's like the only, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So if any man sins, you know, you just say, you say you're sorry and you, you pray and you uh, ask God for forgiveness and you just continue to pick up your cross and move on with your, your life and your faith. And you just, continue to uh, kill those desires and uh, allow the Holy spirit to like, you know, renew you and in, in the, in the new creature that he's already made you into, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But you have to just like, you know, gotta, you gotta put those things down and just like, that's what the chorus is about right there. It's like, uh, it's a new day. I, I went off of what Chris said at the very beginning where he screams it. It's a new day. Uh, today's a new day. And cause that's, that's basically what it is. Like, just keep your focus on Christ. Like it says, you know, I think it's Hebrews and uh, it's like, like, you know, setting aside every way to sin that so easily beset us and focusing on the author and finisher of our faith and running the race that is set before us, forgetting those things that are behind, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. keeping the focus of the faith and not of so much of the sin because Christ has already taken care of this sin. You get what I'm saying? Hmm. and being living in the light living a life in the grace of god and that'll allow you to uh overcome these basically these struggles and temptations i think that's about it sums it up yeah definitely and then and not only that but like the today is a new day part was specific and because it's it's something that you're going to say to yourself when you're trying to overcome any addiction but in this context specifically porn addiction there's going to be failures along the way you're going to you're going to fail you're going to feel um conviction you're going to to repent and you're going to start again and 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 your your faith will, will make it easier every single time and the further you go um, without failure, the better you feel and, and, and your faith strengthens and your faith strengthens you through the process. And every single day is another chance to, to be free from it. And it's, Amen. it's amazing. Amen. Yeah, dude. And I think yeah. it's worth noting here. Uh, I feel like for people in, in, you know, in this group, the four of us, we probably already know this, but for those who don't understand it, Sexual sin is the only one that the Bible tells you to literally flee from. Flee, right. The rest of them, it tells you to fight against, to stand against, and, you know, obviously the strength of God can overcome anything. But knowing the weakness of man, God counted it important enough to include in Scripture that for sexual sin we needed to run because he knew it was not going to be good. He knows how we are. He created us, and he knows that we can just as easily. Like, I could... I could very easily just drive by, you know, like all the billboards that, uh, uh, what's the word, that advertise like Victoria's Secret and has all the models and all that, or watch TV shows that have that, 
And like I could go the entire day being just fine. And then right. night comes and it's like, well, I did see that earlier. I, I'm, right. You know, I'm really trying not to think Attention. about that. So then I'm just going to go on social media. And of course, social media with their algorithms yep. and other things are like, yeah. well, this isn't going too great. I'm going to go on Instagram. Wow, that was an even worse idea. Yeah. <laughs> It just keeps getting worse because everything is set up to be against yeah, you right. in that. So when you're oh, trying to flee no. from it, literally flee. Don't like, like, oh, I'm just going to keep distracting. No, flee. Like, run. Like, literally just go pick up your Bible and you'll probably be better off. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You know, just put my, it in uh, your hand. My uh, yeah, high look, school Sunday school teacher years ago was uh, using a an analogy, right? He drew, took a piece of tape and put it across the floor. And I'm sure every youth pastor or Sunday school teacher has done this at some point and was like, okay, this is the line. I want you kid to come and stand with your toes right up to the line. And then the kid does it. Teacher comes up, pushes him and he falls forward across the line. Right. And then he said, okay, another kid, I want you to come and I want you to stand five feet away from the line, pushes him. Kid stumbles toward the line, but catches himself before he crosses the line. And he says, so, you know, this, this line is is sin, right? The more you edge up to it and closer to it, the easier it is to get pushed mm. over. So, like, you know, in this case, it's not stay five feet away from the line. It's you see the line there? Run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Run right. the other direction. Okay. Full sprint. Yeah. Go. <laughs> for, for any sin, we should never ask where's the line. Right. That's right. true. That's when we know we're already considering the wrong side of things. Don't ask where the line is. Just know yeah. that you need to be far away from whatever it is. I didn't say it was a perfect analogy. <laughs> I'm just, no, I mean, it's, it's good. I like it, though. Yeah, yeah no, like it's it. good. It's just we don't want to know where the line is because right. if we know where the line is, we know just how close we can get to the line. Right. And that one verse, I think it was the verse that you uh, started the podcast out with, how God makes a way out for the temptation. That's one yep. thing that I think uh, uh, that God showed me um, in my life that uh, – it, you have to wait on the Lord. You know that you know that verse that says wait on the Lord and you'll renew your strength? I think it's Isaiah. It's like yep. you have, this is like an actual like you know it's a it's a back and forth with you and God. You know what I'm saying? Like you actually have a relationship with him. You it's it's like he's a literal uh a living being and you are, you know what I mean? And it's not like he's like not uh consciously thinking about these things along with you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like when he, when you come into the hour of temptation, you have to pray. You have to pray and and ask God uh, for the way out. And uh, you actually have to have self control and pay attention to His Spirit. And uh, and then when He finally, uh, when you get the way out, take the way out and just keep doing that. And like the more, but the thing is, is like the more you resist doing that, the harder it is to eventually overcome it so it's like it's better to just be strong instead of say i'm weak just be strong you know what i'm saying and just be like no no i'm gonna do this because i don't have i'm not controlled by this anymore i mean this is what my faith is like i'm not bound to sin anymore i'm not i can live in the life of uh or i can live in the uh in the uh outside of the condemnation of the devil now you know what i mean so anyways it's important. <clears throat> it's true. It's a good point too. And like something with like with porn addiction, being able to view porn like whenever you want, it's at your fingertips. You there's a part of your your flesh that thinks, "Oh, I'm free because I can do this." But it's it's ironic 
because you think you're free to just do this and you know no one has to know about it you keep it a secret but you become a slave to it just like any addiction you right. really do it, it wires your brain to become so dependent on it and nothing's good enough without it and right. and, it, and and it makes you a slave so that's why the line is another chance to prove that i'm not a slave is because it really when you when you break um the porn addiction or any other addiction you you it has this it's just a sense of like a slave going free because you're you're no longer dependent on it like you might be tempted by it um right. as time goes on but you're no longer an, an absolute slave to it and that's through you know you overcome it through your faith and then your faith is what makes you free and that's another another big point to drive home on the many right. of the lyrics right and you don't want to you know like if you're serving you know there's a verse that says what does it say uh like whoever you yield your members to is who you're a slave to so it's like you he says don't yield your members to unrighteousness anymore, but yield your members to righteousness now. It's a learning process, man. That's all I'm saying. You know, like we just have to understand that we're like, we're in darkness and like we're going through all these things. I mean, we're not in darkness anymore because we've been drawn into his marvelous light. But like uh, some of the things in our lives uh, are in the dark. So we have to understand that and we have to be able to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to bring the light into it so that we can be healthy and move on with the Lord, <laughs> have a better life. From a, a more earthly and medical standpoint, I think it's important to note that especially for guys, I don't really, I don't know what the statistics is for girls, but it's slowly the average is getting younger and younger from when guys start. I think when I was the average, I think it was about, I was 12 years old was when the average was. And I think at that point I had already seen things that I wished I had never seen. Yes. Um, but uh, at that point, we're in our formative years as humans. Our, our brains are developing in certain ways. Hormones are starting to come into play. But the biggest thing is, especially with addictions and addictions that strong, the way that our brains uh, understand and take in that material it, it creates those, uh, I can't remember what the ridges are called, but in our head. Mm -hmm. So when it does that, it starts to uh, get deeper and deeper and it, it embeds. Yeah. So yeah. it's embedded in our heads, literally in a, in a physical sense. And so when, right. when we have these issues of temptation, not only is it uh, our sinful nature, just as we're, we're bound here in earth, but uh, it's also a combination of that and who we are physically as human beings, our brains are pre preset to do that in the way that it was given to us so early as our brains were forming, you know, or growing in certain areas. And mm -hmm. so I don't know, it's, it, it just seems like everything is against us in that, you know? So yeah. it's like everything is fighting for us to be totally destroyed. And I think I'm, I'm making this point to say that that's why it's important for parents to really be so hands-on in their kids' Especially lives early. Yeah, especially y'all, you guys, y'all are, I think y'all are both parents, right? Nope. Uh, I am. I have okay. four kids. I am not. But yeah, especially like uh, you guys uh, too. Yeah, y'all have to be extra like on, you know, guard oh, and yeah. sharp with it because like, especially now like young kids doing the iPads and stuff, you know, because that's, that's just kind of like where everything is today. But like, yeah, so it can get, it could get carried away if people aren't careful for sure. Oh yeah, I have a nine-year-old son. Uh, luckily for me, his interests are entirely Minecraft and Roblox, and I don't have to worry about a whole lot because the way his right. tablet is set up is he's not allowed to do internet searches or anything like that, so can't find anything that isn't uh, literally that's, on the game. That's the vigilance you got to have right there. 
So, so something else I want to bring up a little bit here, uh, a story, and I'm not going to name names, and I honestly don't remember his name because it happened a really long time ago. Um, but I remember there was a guy that uh, um, went to a church here in town. Not here in town because I'm not in Fond du Lac. Wow. Anyway. In your this town. guy we knew, right? He and his wife got divorced. And he, the reason was because he cheated on her, you know? And it's not exactly porn, but something to keep in mind, too, is he, he said it was a, a slope, right? He, he always told himself, well, I never cheat on my, my wife. I never would. Mm-hmm. But it started with seeing other women, noticing other women, fantasizing about other women. But, like, I, I can think about other women, but I'd never cheat on my wife. And he said that it was a, a horrifying realization after the fact, after he cheated on his wife, that, like, he had imagined it so many times that when it actually happened, even though he told himself it would never happen, it felt completely normal completely natural there was nothing in him saying like don't do this because it's something that he had imagined so many times even though he'd be like well i i can fantasize about it happening but actually doing it is another thing completely i never do that you know he was giving himself a little little inch here little uh, exactly yeah it's it's that you know back to that analogy you're standing five feet away from the line but you're inching little by little and you're not noticing it because you're just slowly being pushed toward that line until you're so close to the line you don't even think about it when you've crossed it our midweek sermon was actually literally just about this and so first corinthians 10 6 through 13 was our scripture reading for for our service yesterday and uh my pastor played a, a video where it was the kids where they get left alone with candy or food or something. And the parent says, you can't eat it until I get back kind of thing. So there was yeah. this little girl who would like pull the candy out of the dish. She looked at it. She would put it back. Then she like leaned over the dish and like smelled it and like was trying to like eat the air, you know, for the taste or whatever. <laughs> and so, and then she takes it and then she like holds it on her tongue and then she puts it back. Like, and if if we view sin that's, even relatively similar similarly to that situation, that's the right. whole like where's the line thing. Like why are we right. looking for the line? Why why is it? I'll just put it on my tongue. That's not eating it. Like okay, I'll just uh, I don't know. I'll just give this this female friend and a very extended hug. That's not cheating. Right. <laughs> How about yeah. you're married? Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And the Bible even says. I mean, if you're even looking. And having that desire of yep. another woman, you, you've already committed adultery. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, there, so. and back to that point that you were just making, if you keep on like keep telling yourself when you're doing it, and God knows we're all guilty, especially myself. Um, if you just keep on telling yourself that, uh, like, you, or you don't acknowledge that you're doing that yep. to God, you're going to end up in a situation that you probably wouldn't want to be in. And we can lie to ourselves all day long, and that makes no sense. You know, the older I get, the more I'm realizing that, especially with this type of issue. And luckily, I I haven't had to deal with it in quite some time, but it was enough that it it caused issues in my marriage within the last Mm -hmm. five years of being married. Um, But any time that I I told myself, like, oh, it was was just for this or whatever is like, no, 
you're you're just telling yourself something to not feel as bad about it. God right. views the sin the same, no matter how right. you justify it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you have to convince yourself that it's okay for you to do this, not okay. Probably not okay for you yeah. to do that. Well, and Paul <laughs> Paul right. talks about the conscience. Was it thirteen times in his letters? So if if what you're doing is not only convicting of what you know of your uh, conscience, but you you don't feel like you should be doing it and you have to convince yourself that's pretty obvious. Like, okay, time to stop. Right. You're, you have to convince yourself to, to go and do it. It's not like you're giving yourself a pep talk cause you feel bad. No, you're, you're telling yourself eh, it's not that bad. Like, no, if you have to tell yourself it's not that bad, it is that bad. Right. Yeah. And the good, the good thing is that you can, uh, you can not be so uh, fearful of, you know, your, yourself i guess you could say like you can cling to the lord you know like you can really be this close to the lord and you can really like uh like there is nothing he has not seen and like he's seen everything in your head that you don't even know you've even thought or something you know so like you should it's a it's uh i'm just saying this to like uh provoke you know people to just like want to get closer to him like personally because it's like you know, all that condemnation you get from, you know, like that kind of stuff, just this specific topic and then any other topic just on sin in general, just like go to the Lord, you know, like before you even ask anybody else to pray for you, pray for yourself and even just pray. And then, and uh, which is, you know, like that's your duty for yourself. You know, like you got to work out your own salvation. You know, it's like your relationship with him. You can't piggyback on other people's faiths. So like, don't be afraid of asking God to like heal you or like go to Him with your sin. You know what I mean? He, mm. That's the whole point. Exactly. Exactly. What was the verse that Kevin Young used at? Uh, it was Isaiah something. Uh, anyway, there's this verse in Isaiah that we we heard at a disciple concert. I'm sure Kevin shares it at all of them. Um, but he was talking about how uh, God will blot out uh, our sins, not for, you know, not for us, but for his sake, he will blot right. out our sins. And right. uh, I, ever since I heard that, and honestly, it, I've read through Isaiah at least a handful of times. And for whatever reason, that verse never really like stuck with me. Right. But after hearing it that night, because Kevin went on like a good half hour preaching session, um, I've added that to my my mentality when I approach the throne in mm. prayer, because it's, it's not right. for my sake. It's not because I want to look better as a person. It's not because I want to, you know, appear like I have it all together when I'm leading worship on a weekend, not because I want all the people who listen to this or our music to, to think that we have the perfect lives or that we are, you know, like grade a example Christians by any means. It's because right. I want God to do his will through me. And I know that requires me to be as sinless as possible. Can, can you imagine for just a second, though, anyone listening to this podcast thinking, man, these guys sound like they've got it all together. If they were to actually I, like meet us and watch like <laughs> my life for a week, they'd be like, yeah, oh, I my don't. God, what an awful <laughs> yeah. person. I don't I don't want to insult them, but that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, we don't have it all together at all. By any means. <laughs> Not no. even close. But we yeah. actually so like Zachariah said, we actually talked about this last week in uh in our episode with Keebler from uh Collapse Revive. But the the biggest thing I want to emphasize here, and it's kind of what Jared's been saying, is 
that the condemnation that you feel, the shame that you feel, the regret, well, regret, not so much, but like you can regret it. But if you let that consume you, that's obviously a problem. But that stuff is not, uh, not part of what God does. God will, the spirit will convict you and he will bring you back to a right relationship. That's the whole point of conviction. It's not to make you feel bad. It's to bring you back to him. Yeah, like he doesn't, and and uh, and don't despise the chastening of the Lord, you know, and mm-hmm. like faint your rebuke of Him, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like He doesn't rebuke or He doesn't chastise us the way that you know our our fathers on earth chastise us, like it says, you know, they do it for a time and whenever they're you know happy with whatever they're done, but God does it for our benefit, you know what I'm saying, to help us grow. So it's like it, it's like it's hard to sometimes understand in the heat of the emotion and the 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 angst of of being chastised, but it's ultimately for our good. So, hmm. and and the devil will do anything. I mean, even even ourselves in our sinful nature will want to say, "I'm not worthy of anything that God uh, provides in this situation." You know, the forgiveness of my sins or otherwise. But what does what does God say about forgiveness? He says that He is gracious to forgive. Right. So we all I'll, we have to do is come to Him for that. That's right. We just, dude, he loves us. That's the whole point of love. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's not, you know, like a lot of people, sometimes it's, uh, seems that, uh, people have this, uh, idea of the Lord. Like he's like a scary person. Like obviously the Lord is, you know, to be feared, but yeah, that's that is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, but I'm saying like, first God loves us, you know what I'm saying? He's in, uh, you have to see him for how he really is in order to really uh, understand him, I guess, you know? I mean, the to understand God would be enough to destroy any human um, yeah. to yeah. fully understand God. But I mean, or, or to just, understand what he expects of us, I guess. Yeah. So just to, I mean, we have the word to, to go off of as far as the things that we need to know about him, that we need to know about ourselves and the, the relationship in between. But just right. for a moment, for all those listening, just understand that the God that we serve isn't isn't some magical sky genie. He's not just some nice guy with a very shiny face floating up in the heavens somewhere. He right. is the most powerful being that could ever exist, and he does exist. And he has created all other things. He could smite the entire creation if he desired, just without yeah. even thinking. And, and yet, he sent his son, Jesus... The, uh, the only begotten son of God to die on the cross, be resurrected in three days and ascend back into heaven all for our sake. Right. Not because we deserved it, but, but that's because it was his plan all along to reconcile right. man back to himself. So the, I don't know, like I, I can't even fathom it. And it kind of like hurts my head to start like the process of like where the wheels start turning. I'm like, yeah, it's going to start really burning some rubber here in a moment. But uh yeah, I mean like the the most powerful being in the entire universe decided all these things and has uh expressed his love for us in all of all of his actions. And I mean all of his actions, his in all of his uh rebukes of humankind, in all of his chastisement, in all of it, he has shown love toward us. And he did and, all that while we were sinners. Yes. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like, even he before do- he sent his son, he gave us the the Levitical law. Right. He said, I, I, I love you guys enough that I want you to have this to be able to reconcile to me. 
And granted, that gosh, that was some heck of a law to have to follow that. Holy <laughs> cow. I would hate to have to do that because that just sounds tedious for one. But also yes. <laughs> just, man, that's that's a lot of dead animals. And you can't even eat them. That's the worst part. Yeah. And so that's all. That's why we go to the Lord because we suck. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we go to the Lord because we suck. That's going to be the new like tagline. Get, get some like I'm the Wars joking. Everything podcast t-shirts made. Go to the Lord because you suck. <laughs> That's the new motto, man. Just God. I love it. Uh, I seriously love it. No, it's oh, it's man. good that we have this because obviously the word yeah. speaks so – I mean – was it first John that says, uh, be holy as I am holy is what the Lord says. Obviously we can never be truly holy as the Lord is holy, except by the Lord himself. Right. Um, Unless you're Joyce Myers. Yeah. Unless you're Joyce Myers, then you just don't (laughs) sin ever. You chose to not (laughs) sin anymore. That's the only exception. I mean, you mean her book just says it all. So, (laughs) so yeah, (laughs) but I mean, so the word obviously is a, it's a directive of sorts as well because it gives us commandments on how to be more like Christ. But at the same time, it's in the understanding, especially through the New Testament, that we can't achieve that on our own. And that right. it's by Christ's work that we were able to do anything. Saved by grace and that not of yourself, lest any man should boast. Thank God, man. Thank God yeah. we don't have to do anything because, shoot. If, if it you was required couldn't. upon me, I would not make yeah. it. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. go, man. And if I had to try to get to heaven, bro, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't even try if I wasn't, you know, if it was dependent on me, man. One, Just of, my saying, f- one of my favorite phrases is that uh, the only thing you provide to your salvation is the sin that made Christ's sacrifice necessary. <laughs> like, every time I hear that, it's like, dang, dude, come on. I was already <laughs> feeling bad today. Yeah. You know, yeah, I that's was... a good one. I just yeah. remembered something that I Hunter might remember. So when we first met, it was at a young adults group that Hunter was leading with a couple other guys. And uh, it was just, you know, a couple, you know, maybe a dozen yeah. college age kids. You know, some people would come every week. Some would come once a month. And, mm. you know, it was maybe 20 people that we'd have 12 or so every yeah. every week just shuffle in and out but we were talking one night that we should have t-shirts made because we were talking about our sin and god the and god wiping the ledger clean right like our sin is gone he doesn't even see our sin anymore like it's not like a i covered up your sin it's there but it's like covered up Mm. and hidden no it's it's gone and we were talking about like throwing away everything except the kitchen sink except that god throws away the kitchen sink too you know so like it was we wanted to get t-shirts made of a literal (laughs) kitchen sink and say this is what love looks like yes oh i do remember this oh man because you know Memory unlocked. That was fantastic. I hadn't thought about that in years but, until we were just talking. Now I'm like, oh man, I wonder if Hunter remembers can we, this too. Can we just like point out real quick, like how much joy there is right now in this? Because and yeah. how that this is the good news mm-hmm. is that we are we even while we we're dead in trespassing sins, God took out the ordinances that were against us, nailing them to the cross. You know what I'm saying? Like there is so much yep. power in those words, man. Yep. So it's just like, dude, this is it, man. Like, there's no more condemnation in Christ Jesus or, uh, to them that are in Christ Jesus that yep. walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So people just need to be uh, focused on the joy of their salvation, man, because it's there, man. You just got to tap right into it through the word. I, I can That's never right. remember the passage 
for this one, but one of these days I will actually memorize it. Um, but the one that talks about Christ being the propitiation for our sins and that all sins of mankind were put on Christ on the cross, uh, it's been a while. But anyway, so talking about that, it's the same thing. So all sins were put on him so that right. we as as mankind would even have a chance right. to be reconciled to the Father. So without that, yeah, forget it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's how it shows you that it's all about what Christ did for us rather than like wh- how what we did for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're supposed to be Christians and in, in, in good ex- examples, uh, and obviously we, we know that. We, we innately know that because we're Christians. But like it's like it's supposed to— the way we're supposed to do that is show what Christ did for everybody so that everybody can see the goodness of God. Like, dude, we don't have to worry about being in trouble no more, man. We're going to go to the, we're going to go to the, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, which is the reward for the righteous. And the, the white throne judgment is for the, uh, the, uh, the, the award to the wicked, which is their, you know, wages of sin, you know, is death. So it's like, yeah. this is awesome, man. I, I'm just blessed. The, la- the last thing I want to point out, uh, it's a, an extended point, kind of, uh, yeah. because the line, exhilarating walk in Christ is my bread to feed, that line. Oh, um, I love So my yeah. pastor was talking about how uh, sin can be very fun, and I hate to use that word even because that describes a good thing in my mind. Fun right. is a good thing. Our flesh enjoys but, it. Yeah, so our flesh yeah. enjoys sin, and especially talking about this uh, specifically, uh, sexual sin uh, or sexual immorality. Um, so the thought is, obviously it's something that humanity enjoys, but I don't, what I can't grasp, but it's probably just because I am in Christ, uh, is why that's ever seen as better than Christ. I don't understand. I- and, uh, but at the same time, I know that scripture says that, <laughs> uh, was it wis- the wisdom of God? It seems like foolishness to man. Right. So for, man I can, loves I can sit there. Light, yeah. I, I can sit there and, and tell a, an unbeliever all day long that Christ will be the best thing that ever happens to them. But if, if they aren't in Christ or if they have not believed in him, then it's going to mean nothing to them. Like no, it's oh, just yeah. a bunch of rules. It's just a a fairy tale or whatever a made up book. Yeah. yeah, or a book that was corrupted by twenty kings in succession, or you know whatever their excuse is. It's always right. those excuse. were all my excuses. <laughs> it was I had all the same excuses like before coming you to the heathen. Lord. So it was like yeah, like I know exactly what you're talking about there. Not ashamed to admit it, man. And like no. if if it wasn't for experiencing the love of Christ through the Holy spirit, then I wouldn't be where I am right now professing this. It wasn't like an intellectual decision. It was like, sure. That led to, to it in some ways, but it was really experiencing the, the love of Christ that, that, that brought me out of multiple addictions, like alcohol and drugs and everything else too. So it's like, you see the successes and, and it's because of his love that he gives you, he pulls you out of that. Like you're, you're just let, let free. And, and it's, yeah. it's from his love and from your faith, in him that you are set free mm-hmm. and it's and just it's amazing and that's the whole point of this is to is to to share that with people so so hopefully it might draw them into that into that connection and into that love and into that freedom amen dude amen to that I've and hey real quick I, I think hunter said it but yeah that it's funny you brought that lyric up because that part of the song is like my favorite part of the song <laughs> It's just the way it's screamed. I don't know. I just just the breakdown part just sounds really cool. And it's like 
just hitting the the whole point on the hood like that. So mm. I'm excited for this release. I'm obviously it's yeah. going to be both on the same day with. Uh, I don't know if it uh, specifically shows up at eleven or not not eleven uh, midnight uh, for you guys, but that's when the the episode drops. So if people are up late, they'll get to hear this podcast tonight yet. So show workout timing wise. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I saw that. It's too bad. <laughs> um, That's all right. But, yeah, like that part with the well, the uh, exhilarating walk walk with Christ is the bread that I feed, uh, or is my bread to feed, which was the kid that that originally it, it came from like the earlier uh, verse, and so it, like it had the same cadence but i wanted i wanted it to be a positive message not just repeating the same thing about falling into temptation over and over again yeah so it was like this is the part where you start to to overcome it and you and you're like proclaiming victory over it you're, you're prophesying you're emphasizing that jesus is king it's because of that that you've got this far and now that in you know instead of the damage has been done the damage has been healed and you know lust is trampled and that's that's all it's all because of the love of christ that we wish to share with all of you listening and everybody else out in the world so that just needed to be said amen yeah welcome back jared yeah sorry <laughs> Buddy called back for a second. It's all good. Yeah. First time we've ever had someone actually officially exit and re-enter in an interview. So <laughs> congrats. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> and he did it successfully. That's the best part. Like he, he wasn't messaging us outside of here like, hey, I need back in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. That's good. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to highlight on the lyrics? Because I think we... uh we filled yeah. our theological quota for the day. <laughs> yeah, just just really quickly, just the part that says this temptation and normal relation, exploitation of true desperation, presentation of degeneration, crippling the minds of the youth of the nation. There's a lot of Asian in there. I like that. It's, 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 I, I put it in there very specifically because we tend to think of something like porn as just like a commodity, just something to buy and sell. But when you really break it down, you know, what is it? it's 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 abnormal it's an abnormal form of relation because right. it's not to it's not a man and a, and a wife and then it's an exploitation of true desperation because the only reason that pornography is happening is because you've got women who who have reached some kind of point in their life where they don't know what else to do to provide for their kid or something or yeah. whatever the situation is and they go into something like porn and then there's you know always the love of money that that a man could have that would put two and two together and say, okay, well, we can make this happen. And then there's, you know, and, and it wouldn't exist without people consuming it. So it, it's just, it's, it's really is, it's, it's a very exploitative all the way around when you, when you, when you break down what is, what is pornography and it really is just, it's a present presentation of degeneration. And when you see things over and over again, it's like an example to you. And, you know, if, if you think you could watch degeneracy over and over again and not become degenerate yourself, you're fooling yourself. Right. And um, I wrote that it was crippling the minds of the youth and the nation because of all this, all the studying that I was doing on the actual effects of it and how it lowers your testosterone, it lowers your will to fight. It makes you dependent. It makes you weak. Um, 
it, and it just controls you like any other issue. And it, it, it's just, it's, it's, I see it happen to people younger and longer, younger, as we talked about earlier in this podcast. And it is just something that I really wanted to, to get out in front of and try to do my part and try to try to provide hope and try to show people that there's a way out of that. And they should want to get a way out of that. And that, you know, and, and, and I started it by admitting my own fault. You know, this is like, I, like I mentioned, this is a story. But it's also my story. It's also the story of many. And, right. and you know, I, I feel like the best way to, to really reach people in my experience is to admit your faults and admit your own sins and say, look, I've been there and I've overcome it. And this is how I've overcome it. And if you can't like admit to it and say, yeah, I've been weak and I've done this and I've fallen for this or I've been addicted to this, you can't really help anyone and you can't really like really show the true transform- transformative power of Christ's love. So it's really important. Right. So I, I, I just brought it out there. It, it's, it's, I was vulnerable and, um, by, you know, by that vulnerability, I hope that, that, that reaches people and blesses them in some sort of positive way. And, I, and I'm positive that Jared feels the same way. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's worth noting that, uh, viewing pornography is not a victimless sin that the perpetuation of it is enough to be a problem because like you said, it's, it's people who were desperate enough to get into the industry to do that or were forced into yeah, it or were forced into it for considering yeah. the sex slave. It's been, we haven't talked about the, the sex slave trade or, and you know, all the, that going on, but that's, that's a good episode that we should probably touch on. Um, yeah, but, definitely. so, I mean, just looking at that, Something to keep in mind for anybody who might be struggling with it. I mean, even if I'm talking to you guys here um, or myself, <laughs> whatever, whoever's listening to this, um, that person, though they may not be uh, a believer in Christ, was created by God. Right. And God did not create all people to be enjoyed by all people. He right. created man and woman to be enjoyed together in marriage. Yes. So, One. One wife, yeah. Yep. So that's that's something that really, like, if I'm if I'm really at that point and I was struggling with it, that's a thought that really sobered me up on it because it's it's one of those like I'm not just looking at random pictures of of women who are uh, either naked or just otherwise uh, inappropriately dressed, but I'm looking at a person like this is a real person. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's a huge struggle and I'm I'm going to be completely open and honest on this one concerning my past I definitely did not wait for marriage concerning my own relationship with my wife but also even prior to that I did not wait and I regret it every single day of my life and yeah. I'll say this even within those relationships which were not Christ honoring in any way uh even remembering those situations brings such shame Right. And I I have to fight that because one, it's burnt into my head, but also right. two, I have to fight the fact that I shouldn't be feeling that shame, but you know, obviously not about the situation. I shouldn't be thinking about it, but I shouldn't feel shame because I, I have now been redeemed right. through Christ. Right. So yeah. it's, but it's a battle. God, I mean, oh, and, right. hey, just so you know, since you're being open to it, to that about that like you know same situation with me i'm not married and i don't have kids but you know i've i've uh, had the same type of past in life and so i share the same type of uh, uh 
struggle uh, or even emotional struggle there. But, uh, yeah, you're not alone in that. And, uh, my, yeah, heart goes out to you being married and having to deal with that as well. Cause then you have your wife, uh, that you have to deal with also with, with everything. So I understand that it's a struggle, but, uh, I'll be praying for you on that, man. Thank you. Honestly. I mean, it's not yeah. so bad now, but, uh, definitely early on because I had never really been single. I'd kind of been between relationships and not that everyone was like that, but, uh, I was never really able to focus enough on my single life and have right. faith be the forefront of everything. So I got right. married and then had to realize how to put faith in front of that. So that's the, it that's got the really thing bad. That I, was, I was trying to like, that's why I, I think my last relationship I was in was in like 2014 or something like that. We broke up. And from there I was just like, man, I am empty, bro. I <laughs> like, I, mm. something is wrong here. And like, I'm just the kind of guy that's like easy going, like not really, you know, not really much going, you know, to it, uh, just in general, I'm just like, you know, kind of basic, I guess. But like, uh, I was just like, dude, I just don't feel right. Something doesn't feel right, man. I just, I need to get closer to Jesus. Is that what is going on? I need that. Yeah. And then like, you know, here I am, I guess seven years later or however long, it's been a really good time. It's been a, a struggle, but, uh, it's been, it's been better to struggle this alone. I'll be honest. And deal with this with the Lord on my own by myself because all of my own emotions are already enough to handle. So that's why I'm saying my heart goes out to you. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Holy Spirit gets the uh, Employee of the Month award every every month because man, yeah, right? he's doing some serious work all the time. Amen <laughs> <laughs> to that. Uh, that's all I got now. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, that's it. Well, so. Like I brought up at the beginning of the episode, in case for some reason uh, any of our listeners don't trust us to, you know, fairly run this raffle or anything, I have the wheel on my phone that I'm going <laughs> to hold up for you guys to see. All right. So I'm going to spin these and you can see yourself that I only spin it once and I'm not cheating. You can't really read it, but you can see that there's black and there's white squares. So this the first one I'm going to do is that t-shirt raffle. Okay, so there were two people that entered into that. So a thank you to Dave and Aaron for, uh, you know, participating. participating. Yes. So um, the black squares have Aaron's name and the uh, white squares have Dave's name. All right. So I'm going to spin it. Oh, yeah. All and right. It's going to spin. It. Wait, is this Aaron Ashcroft? No. 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 <laughs> so it is Dave. So um, I don't know if he listens to the podcast. What I'm going to do for both of these is uh, if I, I'll let you guys reach out to us, whoever wins these, because I don't want to reach out to them like tonight and then it ruins them being able to oh, listen and yeah. yeah. suspense and all that. So um, I'm going to give you guys until next Friday to reach out to us. If you if the winners don't say anything, then I'll re go out of my way to reach out to the winners. Okay. So uh, Dave. Uh, reach out to us. I'm going to get you a, a coupon code for a free t-shirt. Yeah. Congratulations, Dave. All right. This is the one that I'm super thankful for. So if you can see, uh, terrible, all the little places where there's one little name on there, yeah. all, all there's four on the outside, yeah. there's four sections because those are for four different people that gave. Each of those little uh, sections represents $10 that they donated toward our uh, album. So I'm not going to say how much anyone donated because 
people are in different situations. To one person, seven thousand dollars might be pennies, and to another person, a hundred dollars might be like their food for the month. It sounds like that was taught somewhere in the Bible about. (laughs) Yeah, the yep, the widow with uh, the the one the shekel coin or whatever. Yeah. All right, so um. A big thank you to, again, the Heavy Metal Prophet, who uh, supports both the podcast and donated money to uh, help us raise funds for this upcoming album. Um, Aaron, same Aaron as before, not Aaron Ashcroft. Um, big the thank one, you to he, him. He creates the Spotify playlist for this podcast. Yep. Um, Isaac donated as well, and Andrew. So thank you to the four of you. Um, we've had other donations toward the uh the production of the album, but this was just for January 1st through February 28th. So um, anyone who donated during that time got entered in this raffle. So um, uh, for you guys, there's four sections. There's pink, gray, uh, blue, and yellow. The Heavy Metal Prophet is in pink. Um, Isaac is in gray. Andrew's in the blue, and Aaron is in the yellow. So the arrow is pointed up, so you can see that spin. Spinning, spinning, spinning. And it is the Heavy Metal Prophet. Hey, so go. he Shut will be up. getting a signed Blue Fire Horizon t-shirt. Um, he's actually in our Discord, so yeah. he can go ahead and say, say something he, in the Discord when he listens to the episode. He's been listening to like two at a time, so I don't know who has that kind of time like to sit and listen <laughs> to two in a row. But that's just nuts. I don't have that kind of time in a day. That's like three and a half hours worth of podcast. Yep, so when you... Uh, uh, Listen to this episode. Go ahead, reach out to us through the Discord. Uh, we will get a T-shirt to you. Um, let us know what T-shirt size so we can uh, sign the right one and send it to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he will be a guest, just like you two are the guests today. He will be a guest on this podcast. He gets to pick the verse that we go over. He gets to pick the song that we play mm-hmm. at the end. Whatever song he wants, the only stipulation is it has to be by a Christian band. So uh, What? Oh, come on. <laughs> so uh yeah, the big thank you to everyone who donated to uh our GoFundMe to help raise funds for this new album and uh look forward to having the heavy metal profit on as a guest. Yeah. And thanks Ooh. to uh Chris and Jared for jumping on and Chris for continuing to release a stupid amount of music so we can keep bringing them on. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's always a good time. I think that's all we got. So uh Up next, we have Above Temptation. Enjoy. You can help support us by heading over to anchor.fm forward slash TWIE pod and clicking on the donate button where you can select one of a few monthly donation rates of $1, $5, or $10. All money helps keep this podcast up and running, as well as supports lesser-known Christian artists. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Yes, I know. This is why this is